Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 128. Uh, right now, I'm in a secret location in uh, Santa Fe Springs. Uh, my guest for today, but before we get to him, um, I did a podcast a while back with uh, Ramon and the guys from Chicano Shelfo, and uh, they invited me to their home base or studio, and this is where uh, I met my guest, uh, Mario Lopez, not Mario Lopez from Saved by the Bill, the Mario Lopez, the R. And I went to his place and uh, super cool guy, very humble. I mean, everything. Uh, I went to his place and uh, he had a lot of cool paintings. And uh, Mario, man, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. No, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on, How, man. How's everything, man? Hey, you know, not too bad, man. It's. Uh... New year, new decade. Yeah. New goals. New goals. Yeah. That's the thing with my like move new goals. Like uh for me I just, just turned single. So oh. so things happen for a reason, but you know what? Like you gotta keep on going in the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh but I feel like sometimes when you you have goals and if some things are not working out but you have a dream and you wanna fulfill that dream, you're gonna you're gonna go through obstacles in life. You're going to go through your grind. You're going to go through your, your good times and your bad times. Your friends will come and go and this. But you just have to stay on the path. Yeah, you got you to gotta stay focused. Yeah, stay focused. Yeah. And that's how it is for 2020. So, uh, man, like everything, um, when I met you, I mean, I was doing the podcast with Chicano Shuffle. Right, right. And I met, I was like, wow, he has some cool-ass art. And we were talking earlier, the one that uh, stand out is the one you did with your own version of Coco. Yeah, that's, uh, it's titled... Uh uh, si se puede. Uh-huh. Which basically it's on the uh if you notice the shirt is 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 the flag of uh uh the you know the union farmers yes. worker with Cesar uh, Chavez. Cesar Chavez, yeah. Yes, yeah. So I kinda wanted to throw that in there. My uh father in law was actually one of the members. Oh really? So he still has his ID card with the little flag in there. What? Oh yeah. he he knew uh Cesar Chavez? Yeah, yeah. He was actually wow. a picker in uh in uh he worked in the field in uh in Oxnard. Oxnard. Yeah. I have a family that lived in, well, Bakersfield, Hamford, mm-hmm. you know, uh, McFarland. Oh, okay. So those are the farm towns and stuff like that yeah, and everything. Yeah. And, yeah, dude, I did not know that. Yeah, so it was kind of like a little tribute to that, too. And then, you know, uh, background, I wanted to keep it kind of like uh, old meets new, you mm-hmm. know, the pyramid temples of yeah. the uh, Aztec and Mayans. But with technology. Mm-hmm. What's on the background where the um, where, where he's standing? We're standing, but in the background, the stuff—not the pyramid, but the stuff in oh, the middle. Oh, behind it. It's just basically, uh, he's like in a junkyard with like a bunch of mecha stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, as you can see, kind of like a robotic arm there. Like, and yeah. he's just picking parts from there. Wow. So he's pretty much like a scavenger. Um, when you come up with a lot of art design, because um, there's we're so much, man, we're not going to be over the place like how Chicago Shuffle is. You know, we're going to have it structured. But <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, when you when you have when you start doing art, do uh, you just come up with something, have an idea or something that that kind of like you felt something from the past, or how does you know trying to get into the mind of a person who does art? Um, like for that one, for example, that's actually from a picture of my younger son when he was about 10. Mm-hmm. And we were actually at a junkyard in Texas. And uh, he's wearing his hoodie like, you know, that way. And and uh, I had just seen Coco and uh, going through some pictures. And that just like, you know what? And, and that idea just popped in my head. And I don't know. I just needed to get it down on, on a painting. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it, that's pretty much how I it came up to it. You know, like there's time there's times that I'll sketch it out before I mm-hmm. paint it, but and there's times that I just kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. Like with that one, I just kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the photograph as a reference because a lot of the a lot of my paintings are either from photographs that I took. Mm-hmm. Or sketches that I've that I've done. Mm-hmm. I don't like to really uh, paint somebody else's photo mm-hmm. or somebody else's painting. That's not. It's your idea, like you yeah, want to make not it my yours. Idea, so it doesn't make it mm-hmm. official, I guess you can say. And do you, would you like, let's say, like for example, like let's say someone bought that painting, mm-hmm. and do you go by it in the bottom where it says number one out of a hundred or two out of a hundred? Um, like the original paintings are. Originals, and yes. then I have prints of my originals. Uh huh. So the prints, I do, I do number those, and I usually make like a hundred. So say like for for the this plastic one, mm-hmm. uh, I'll make a hundred, and then I'll put you know one of one hundred, two of one hundred, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times when I've sold the paintings, and they've asked me like, "Can you not make prints of it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's no problem, but the painting's gonna cost you a little bit more then, because oh. I'm not gonna be able to make." prints off of it yeah which means i'm not gonna i'm gonna lose money off that because he wants that painting to be one of a kind exactly which i'm fine with but it's gonna cost you a little more okay because i gotta think about like okay i'm not making money off that so mm-hmm. it's gonna be this much more i totally get it now um so, when i heard the episodes uh, talking about uh paintings like you know some people want to why is the painting so expensive or this or you got to come up with a reason and stuff like i i totally get it because you gotta you gotta make uh you gotta make a profit yeah yeah the whole point of getting into this business besides loving what you do like yes. this is this is something that that i've been drawing since i was a little kid uh-huh. and painting professionally like a little over 10 years now mm-hmm. uh tattooing for about 20 oh tattoo yeah. maybe you can write over my tattoo <laughs> uh, we can fix that we can fix that <laughs> well it's this right here i got these tattoos like chinese i hope it's not some something like uh, coronavirus or anything uh, probably, <laughs> or, <modelo. laughs> probably <laughs> anything uh do you do color like everything. with the tattoo yeah everything i want something where it stands out where i want to have a tattoo from here and I just want to do that. So half sleeve and going into yeah. your side. Yeah, and just one right here, just on this side. Yeah, it's something I, you know, for professional reasons, you know, for work and stuff like that. You know, uh, you know what you think? Because I have I have a three quarter sleeve, uh-huh. and when I went all the way down, is is kind of when I decided like this is art is what I'm gonna do. Uh huh. So there's no reason for me to be hiding any. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I, I, my tattoos are not like obscene or not like post Malone and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't tattoo on faces. No, I don't want to. Oh, that is. Yeah. You ever had a tattoo on someone's gum, like on the lip, under lip? On the lip, under the, under the lip. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I've done that a few times. I bet you that hurts. Uh, not a damn. Nah. I heard like. The... Oh, at least not to me though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever tattoo someone's armpit? I heard that hurts the most. Uh, pretty close. Pretty close. And you can see it, see it in their face. Oh man, dude! And uh, that I just noticed something. Uh, that art just caught my eye right there because it talks about the generation. Yeah. Of it's the three Aztec, eras of Mexico. Yeah, Spaniard and, and Pancho Villa. Yeah. Oh, man, that just stands out. So basically, like the three eras of. So that's why that painting is called Mexico. Gotcha. You know? So and that and that was like, like these two are from sketches. And it's funny that I'm saying like these two because everybody's like, well, what, what is he talking about? Oh, well, I'm going to post them up on my Instagram. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you why. Oh, okay. So, yeah. and then like that's from a photograph, photograph, sketch, mm-hmm. photograph. 
Yeah. And these are like, and it's just photo shoots that I've done, you know? I like the, and you're getting, we'll, we'll get into that right there because, yeah. you know, the whole thing is like the whole Games of Throw and the Renaissance yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. And I want to change it up too so people, you know, don't think like, oh, all he does is. It's like one dimensional. Day of the Dead stuff. Day oh, the, yeah. That's yeah. all he does. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no. And, and uh, you can see, I got a geisha, you know, and then I got some. Uh, Snoop a loop. Snoop <laughs> and some Patriot kind of paintings. Mm hmm. Uh, some restaurant inspired paintings. Mm-hmm. So you're you're always here like all the time. Like this is my. You'll find me here. This is your man cave. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. My wife calls me sometimes. Like, are you coming home? Damn. I was like, well, you can come over here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right? The only thing that you just need is like a bed and like a pillow. You just lay down. Like now, nah, working on it, man. Working on it. Crash. Damn. <laughs> Crash your night. You need like a. Your own refrigerator with your own like bottles of wine and, and your whiskey drinks and all uh, your beers. It's already here. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh man. I already have all that. That's what's and up, dude. Storage room over there. Got oh, my, my little fridge. <laughs> I even have a microwave in there. That's all you need. Hot pockets and, and white castles. That's all you need. So <laughs> uh, about the top ramen. Oh, don't forget top ramen. You can't get those three, four for a dollar, dude. Yeah. So um, I want to get to a little bit more uh, about you. Uh, where did you grow up at? Uh, I grew up in East LA, Boyle Heights. Mostly boy likes, but it's it's a uh, same thing. As as you saying that, half of all my guests that came on are from probably from East LA. Yeah, there's always you know what something in that pot right there. It's something always good's gonna come out of East LA. Yeah. I always get that a lot from That's like funny, right? a lot of people from Long Beach. Like, well, he's gotta promote people from East LA. Like, this is the melting pot. This is where it happened. This yeah. is where blood and blood out. This is everything, dude. Colors, colors, Boulevard Nights, Boulevard Nights. You know, Electric Boogaloo, Breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Breaking. Yeah, it was under the bridge. Yeah. And they had a battles of the dance. Oh, that's right. I my I grew up a block from there. Oh, what? From, from the bridge. Okay. So it's. That's why we saw everything there. And that's where that movie Colors, where you see Mario Lopez in the alley and shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we'll talk about that because there's a lot. <laughs> so growing up in East L.A. and Ball Heights, how was that like back then? Back then, was it was interesting, man. It was, uh, you know, the gang was actually more, you know, it, it was visible. You can see the gangs, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I remember walking to, to school mm-hmm. a few times. We would have to, like, sometimes go the long way because then you know some of the gangs would hang out in certain areas and be like there's a whole bunch of them everywhere so yeah like, so we were like it was like obstacle course sometimes like okay we can't go this way oh they're hanging out there like and it's not like we were part of it they just like to mess with you know mess with you so take your shoes to this and just anything yeah god damn so you know that was a little bit of a of a challenge uh-huh. but uh other than that i mean uh growing up was I don't know. I guess because we grew up there from kinder all the way to high school, it mm-hmm. was the norm, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing out of the... That we thought was, you know, weird or anything like that. For mm-hmm. us, it was like the norm. Yeah. I always hear stories of a lot of uh, people who grew out there. Uh, every neighborhood always had a like a Mexican bar, you know? And oh. now there's only like one or two left. Yeah. Or like you can just drink if you're like a little kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's always like people playing the grounds, you know? Just get into mischief and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, now Boyle Heights has changed where, you know, the all, every, every, you know, people a little bit trying to gentrify Boyle Heights, but they, they just don't want that. Yeah. I, it, I see that a lot now. Yeah. And I, I kind of get it. Like, I, I do and I don't agree on a lot of certain things of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the culture, I see that, they, yeah, yeah, don't, don't take it away. 
Yes. But let them clean it up too. Yeah. You know, don't mm-hmm. let it stay the same. You know, mm-hmm. if you can make your neighborhood look better, why not? Yeah. You know. Um, you know, I've been going uh, the Paramount Theater. Mm. It's over there. I went. They have a lot of comedy shows. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know Ralpha. The he's a photographer. Yeah, yeah. Boa Heights. Yeah. He does that uh, La Cura, uh comedy. I think he does it once a month at the Paramount Theater. Yeah, I'm, Bring... actually, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, go for it. Go for it. But I'm actually I'm doing a live painting there at the Paramount on the 22nd, February 22nd. February 22nd. Yeah. I okay. Just, I just, right now you mentioned that. I'm like, <laughs> see, see, <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, yeah, because I I love because uh, they changed it all up. I think it used to be owned by Sonny and Cher. Really? Back in the day, if you look oh. it up, they used to own or or certain uh, slash celebrities go in there. When you go in there and you go upstairs, they have all the pictures of the people who performed oh. there. You know, I've never I've, I've never it's been in there. It's beautiful. Oh. It's like a it's like a regular building. It's like oh, like in a commercial building. Right. But when you go up there and you go up the stairs and you look like oh wow, and you look how it is. They have a bar. Yeah, they have food. They have everything. And they have the the stage. It looks mm-hmm. it's really uh, beautiful. And downstairs, I think they made a pizza, mm-hmm. a, a place you could have pizza. I think the owner who owns that has a business downstairs to make pizza also. Oh, okay. So there's they're they're trying to bring a lot of uh, good things into Boyle Heights yeah, and Nislos. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and uh, I like it. It's almost looking like a like a mini Silver Lake art district kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just you want to keep it kind of little gentrified, but it's still the old ways and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, that's that's what I like. Yeah, especially like the old because there's still like some old Victorian houses there. Yes. Which they're coming in and they're fixing them up to its original you know look. Which I'm like, man, that's amazing. Like, I want to come back. Yeah, you know, you know the thing I notice, I, 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 I'm, I'm so into. Uh, I don't know if you know Momo Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's into the whole like ghosts and everything. Mm-hmm. I think there used to be an old hospital over there called Linda Vista. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that they tore it down and they made like senior homes in there. They made like some senior homes. Recently? Yeah. Because I know, I, last time I was there, we did a photo shoot in there. Uh huh. But when the hospital was still. Uh, like how it is. Yeah, they changed it all up. It's yeah. not like that no more. I was like, what the heck? I thought they were going to tear it down. That's what I thought so too. But I saw pictures of it. It's like, no, I got to see it for myself. I was like, yeah. oh, wow. So I'm thinking, I'm like, is that place still going to be haunted still? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <no. laughs> they had to put a lot of sage in it or something. So yeah. yeah. That's some creepy. I heard some stories about that. Yeah, because uh, we, we did. Um, there's a painting on the other side of the, that wall. Yes. And that was a, a a shot we took from the the basement part of it. Are you serious? You yeah, went down yeah. the basement? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah, got balls. Uh, my buddy, uh, his name's uh, Eddie Rubalcaba, which yeah. is a photographer. He used to uh, he used to he used to work for uh, uh, Homeboy Industries to teach them how to father uh, Father Greg Boyle. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So he used to work with them, uh, teaching them how to use the camera and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's from Roosevelt as well. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that knew the people that were taking care of, I guess, the caretakers of Linda. Linda Vista, yeah. yeah. And they gave him permission for to do a shoot. So we did a bunch of shoots in there. How long ago was that? Like This was, I want to say, four or five years ago. Oh, yeah, it's changed, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was crazy because the, the weekend we went, that week... Uh, Oh, actually, this is probably even more, probably like six years ago. Mm-hmm. That week, um, there was a show that used to come out uh, uh, on HBO called uh, The Vampire One, The Blood. True Blood. True Blood. Yeah. The, they, did a, they, yeah. Did, they did a shoot in there uh-huh. on the basement, uh-huh. so a lot of it was still like with their, you know, with the 
walls kind of splattered and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. So we used a lot of their of the scenes, like the scenes that they used. The, you know that movie Pearl Harbor? Yeah. They filmed the hospital how in certain sections where they filmed like a lot oh, of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, and also when you brought up True Blood, the, the bar in Long Beach, Alex's bar, that's mm. where they filmed True Blood when they didn't have the bar. Oh, okay. So yes. it wasn't in Savannah? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe it was in Long Beach and stuff. Because they film a lot of stuff like CSI, True Ooh. Blood, like a lot of stuff and everything. So, yeah, that's where I learned the this more for like movies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but like uh, Bull Heights been uh, – I, I like going over there because uh, the food. Yeah. The food. Have you been to Eastside Love? No, I haven't. Oh. Um, I have a f- – I, I did my first uh, solo show in there. What is – is that a bar? It's or? a bar. A bar slash uh, – Sort of gallery, kind of. Gotcha. Uh, they don't do it as much as they used to, but they'll still do like you know people like Rafa mm-hmm. did his uh, show is there as well with yeah. like, his photography too. Back in the day, yeah, not not that far back. It was like in the early two thousands. Uh, twenty. I want to say maybe fourteen. Yeah. Thirteen. Because he used to do it with Felipe Esparza. And uh, some of the Rodrigo and those guys, I, I think. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember hearing the podcast. They would talk about Eastside Love. Yeah, Eastside you know? Love. That's that's uh, that's my boy Willie. That's mm-hmm. his bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you been to Chellas? No, it's, it's in somewhere in Boa Heights. Chellas is like a new bar in uh, Boa it's Heights. Gotta be new because yeah. yeah. I haven't heard of the the uh, Carissa and her husband they own that bar oh. they own like a lot of business in, over there so I'm gonna have her on the podcast pretty oh, soon nice, it's nice. beautiful I'll, I'll tag you in it so you could check it out yeah. but yeah but there's a lot of good places to go eat and you probably you know Chewy from Primera Taza yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. going over there from time. Yeah. Every time I go, I always like, Megan, man, you know what you did? You bring me something? Yeah. Every time I go, I was like, I always bring him a beer. Oh, okay. He, okay. he likes sour beers and all well, right that. Before, right before he got it, my buddy used to own it. Um, and I did a, a show there as well. Oh, over there in the art district? At the, uh, right there at Primera Tessa. Okay. Oh, which one? The old one or the new one? The old one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The one right. Yeah, right there in the belt. And you go back and you can park your cars in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I went there for the first time when... Uh, uh, they have another one? Yeah, but the new one, they moved. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, they moved uh, to over there where the art district is, right there by Indy Brewery. It's in the art district. Um, um, it's in downtown? Uh, art district, kind of by like the... It's by Anderson's Avenue. Like, if you're going past on the freeway, Anderson, there's, like, a indie brewery. It's, like, I'll, I'll tag you the yeah, address. Yeah, yeah, I, but it's, like, right there because I think he kind of uses that for – and some person does photography or magazines oh, okay, and stuff okay, okay, like okay. that. So he likes it, and a lot of people go there, and it's cool because that whole street is, like, two breweries. It has a lot of commercial, a lot of art, a lot of everything. Yeah. It's coffee, so I like it. It's cool. But is, is it the art district in downtown? or the Art district, yeah, kind of like almost by there. Okay. Kind okay. of, maybe like another couple more minutes, like five or five minutes. Okay. But it's like, um, it's right there. Okay. Like if you go, I don't know if it's on say, man, dude. I'll, I'll give you the address. Okay. I know it's on Anderson's. Okay. I Anderson's have Avenue. An idea. I started, sort of have an idea. I didn't know they moved there. Yeah, they moved because uh, he was telling me, like, the person who owned it wanted to jack up the rent or the yeah. lease. It's like, we're out. And ever since then, he's been he's been going over there. But I know he tells me every time, like, what do you do on the weekends? Like, man, I got to go to Mexico or I go get, get all the coffee beans and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. And I was like, well, that's why if you want the stuff, you know, I got to go over there and make trips and everything. Yeah, yeah. Super nice guy. I love that guy. I love him when I go see him from time to time and oh, stuff okay. like that. So, uh, what, did you go to high school? What high school did you go to? Uh, Roosevelt. Uh-huh. Roosevelt High School. How was it like? 
It was, uh, you know what? I was, back then, I think I was kind of a little too cool for school. <laughs> so I would miss a lot. So, and then they ended up throwing me to uh, Garfield. Mm-hmm. And then from Garfield, they threw me to Wilson, mm-hmm. El Sereno. Mm-hmm. And then from Wilson, I guess they just gave up. <laughs> they fucked this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, I just started working and, and, uh, I left home when I was 16. What? You 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 lived on your own for six years? Yeah, so I was 16. I left, man, I, I left home when I was like 18. Uh, and I was like, man, I'm out of here. I can't deal with you, mom. No more church for yeah. me. I can't. I no, just... the thing, and the thing is, because, you know, when we grew up, we grew up right there on, on Lorena and by the bridge. Yes. And uh, from kinder all the way to high school, man, it was uh, a one-bedroom duplex. And it's four of us and my mom. And my older brother and myself, our bed was, his was one couch, mine was the other couch. From kinder all the way to high school, man. And I got my first bed when I bought my first bed. So I was already, I was 19 Mm -hmm. when I bought my first bed. Wow. And then, uh, you know, and then, because when I left, I went and, and, uh, and, I was I was working in at uh, this, you know, kind of like it's H Office and Chips mm-hmm. uh, fast food place, mm-hmm. and then I started renting, you know, like a friend's room, and then went to another friend's, and I kind of bounced around like friends' rooms, couch surfing and all that. Yeah, and I was actually paying rent because mm-hmm. you know I was working. Yeah, and then at eighteen, no nineteen, you know, I finally got my own place, and at eighteen I met my wife. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would go and see her. It took me two buses to go see her. Oh, that's 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 a commitment right there. Yeah, then, <laughs> that's uh, a commitment. Yeah, and then uh, how long were the bus rides? 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> they were, you know, from from East LA to uh, Linwood. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh wow. So I would take take from East LA, get off in HP Huntington Park, and then from Huntington Park go to Linwood. And we had to catch the bus at a certain time because sometimes certain buses might run for twenty four seven if not. He's like, yeah, 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 and uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was an adventure, put it that way. Well, <laughs> going to bus and yeah, everything, yeah. seeing a lady, so, coming back. Yeah, and then I got married at uh, at twenty one. Mm-hmm. So we dated about three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got married at I got I was twenty one. She was nineteen. Yeah. And then we had our first son, and then the second one came. So we have two boys. Mm-hmm. Now they're. 21 and 24. Oh, dang. Yeah, so we've been... Actually, April this year will be 25 years that we've been married. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah. No, and then what the funny part is that when the boys were old enough to get a bike, mm-hmm. I took them to go get a bike, and I got my first bike as well. Motorcycle or just a regular bike? No, regular bike. Okay. So I was explaining to them, like, we're all getting our first bike today, you know? Because I never had a bike. I never owned dang. a bike. Dang. So... You know, we didn't have money when we were growing up. It's hard know? in those times. And then my mom was like, she sang with the mariachi. Okay. So a lot of times she was like in and out and, you know. Hustling. Yeah, so we were we were, uh, we were were left alone a lot. So, Oof. you know, we, dude, I became a master in how to do freaking uh, mm-hmm. hash browns, man. <laughs> so we always had a big old sack of potatoes and, and eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Why is it that with a lot of our like I I could totally relate because your mom was always out of the house. 
I always felt like with my mom and my dad were always working. I felt like I was the master. But to me, I was more like getting to mischief. But if I fuck up, I'll, 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 I'll learn that again. Yeah. Because it comes up with experience where I feel like we're just we're more like survivors. We can make it on our own. Yeah. You know, we've been through a lot of shit. You know, like you said, you having your first bed, you having your first bike. I was like, man, yeah. I haven't had my, my own place since I was like 21. I got it like a couple years ago. I, I, because in LA it's really expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's no joke. And I'm no. like, but you know what? You figure it out, man. Yeah, exactly. You figure it out because it's, 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 I mean, I don't know if there, you have a lot of religious following, mm-hmm. the people that are religious that follow you. But yeah. for me, it's like, you know, I'm, I, I'm a believer, man. You know, I, I believe in God and stuff. And oh, yeah. I feel that, you know, He'll test you and stuff, but He won't let you drown, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I believe. Like when the things come, like, there's times that I'm like, man, how am I gonna? I can't, I don't have enough to meet, you know, to to have enough for the rent here, Oof. you know. Plus, we still have the mortgage at the house, dang, and the car payment. I remember and, you were talking about that on Chicago Shuffle. Yeah, and you it's, just make it happen, you know. Make like, it happen, man. Yeah, and it's little opportunities that come by, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna try that, you know, like like that, the the pipe carving yeah. thing. Listen, that that was nice. Yeah, and as soon as I finished, I just posted it yesterday, and it sold already. So I was like, okay, cool. So that's another way, of, another way to get money. You know, that's uh, besides that. Besides now, like the carving of pipes and then tattoos, paintings, murals. Mm-hmm. Like, just find ways to stay busy mm-hmm. and doing the stuff you love and getting paid for it. It's like, like what else do you want? You know, it's like the way how you talk is like. It's just hustling, hustling, hustling. It's like, yeah. okay, if I have this, I'll make moves in here. Yeah. It's like, well, I made two fifty here. I made five grand on this painting. I made this, like that. Yeah. That's the hustle. Yeah, it is. You and can't, you, you can't teach that either. You, you gotta just want it, man. That's just really. It. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, there is times like, yeah, I just want to hang out and you know, have a cigar and a whiskey and just chill and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I did that last last night, you know, at buddy's house or watching the game and stuff. Yeah, but. I think I think my high is the hustle. That's my high. Mm-hmm. Like when when I'm, you know, negotiating like like deals and stuff. Like, hey, well, um, can you do this for me? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, how much do you think I'm like? Well, and I look at my calendar. I'm like, well, we could do it for this much, and I could do it on Friday. I'm available on Friday. Uh huh. And then you know something else comes up, and I look. I'm like, okay, Friday's gone. Oh, I could do it on Monday, or I can. You know, I'm always trying to fill in my calendar. Oh, yeah. Always trying to fill it up, fill it up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, same thing with the tattoos. It's like I spread them out for the same reason that, you know, I put them in. I can't do them every day because then I wouldn't have time to do anything else. Because what happens if you do a, a person's tattoo and it's like how many sessions? It depends how yeah, big the tattoo how is. how big it is. If it's Because usually my sessions are like four to five hours. Damn. So that's usually like if I do a tattoo that day, it's usually that's all I'm doing that day. You know, because mm-hmm. it it does drain you a little bit. You know, because mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're focusing. And thank God to this day, I'm not. You know, you know, a lot of tattoo artists that I know, they're already with you know glasses and you know, and I haven't got to that point where I need glasses. Mm-hmm. Not gonna wood. <laughs> so and I, I don't know. It's just I, the whole point is if if anybody could take anything from this is is you just don't lose your focus you know mm-hmm. if there's something you really want to do and you and you you've had that drive like man i really want to do this but i'm scared to do this right now commit to it because i have my safety net of 
my job, you know? And which is fine. You could do both. I did yeah. both for years. The only reason I'm doing this full time is because I got laid off. And my boys were already out of high school. Oh, okay. So I was thinking, like, you know what? My boys are already, they're already working. They're doing the thing. I got laid off. So I'm like, you know what? I told the wife, I'm going to do this full time. I've already had, I've had this already for five years. Was she more scared? Like, you sure? She's always been more of a worry freak. You know, she's always like, hey, but what if, what if? And, you know, I just got to, and I, and I show her, like, you know, you know, I don't like to sit on my ass and just. I can't do that. And, and uh, you know, I, I just, I. I just have to make things happen, you know? Like, I can't sit around one day and just, you know, play Galaga all day long, you know? Like, no. We didn't talk about that game either. I love Galaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that movie, uh, Grandma's Boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's just more of a nostalgic thing, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. But it's just that. Just don't stop, man. Yeah, that's how I am when I first started uh, doing the podcast. People were telling me, why are you still doing it for? You don't get paid. And I remember when Ramon from uh, Chicano Shuffles told me, it takes about two years to get your name out there in the podcast. Mm-hmm. People think like, "Oh, you're gonna make money now." It takes time. Yeah. You know, you gotta build. You gotta build your audience. You gotta know what how you want your format to be, and you gotta have the right people, the right guests, and social media. You know, and all that. You gotta keep on grinding, keep on hustling. Yeah. And uh, Martin Moreno, uh, the comedian, he told me, he said, "Megan, man, what's your end game?" It's like, I don't know. And he said, "You know, Megan, if I were you, just enjoy the ride." Because yeah. you never know, like, you could be doing this and tomorrow you'd be done. You know, just keep on going, you know, yeah. meet cool people. Because when I started doing the podcast, um, I wanted not to be, I wanted to uh, help me talk to people. Right. I was like, antisocial. Uh, I had a humongous stuttering problem. And I still go to school, I still go to teaching, still to take the, the, the stuttering out. Because right. I've been trying to fight it for 25 years. And uh, it helped me a lot, and it helped me see uh, points of views of people, of their stories, of their struggles, of where they're at now, and this is where, what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, it helped me a lot to understand a lot of people, because you've got to have an open mind. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone has their points of views or their own opinions right. or what they see in society or like how you are. Like, like I keep on top. I'll, I'll never forget your first bed, your first bike. Like, damn. Yeah. Me having my own place for the first time, that's, that's like... Like that will always forever be in my head. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And it's and it's the little things like that that people take for granted. Like, yes, you know, and, and and as of now, I'm 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 guilty of that too. That there's times that, you know, that you have to step back and be like, you know, there's times that I'm like, man, I need to do more and do, but you don't realize like stuff that you've already done or have, mm-hmm. you know, you got to reflect on that. Where like, man, there's some people that probably wish they were in my shoes right now, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm taking it for granted you know mm-hmm. and that's kind of what brings you back down and you know keeps you humble i think you know? that yeah that's that's exactly what you just that's exactly right uh being humble and stuff because i feel like like for us having kids they wouldn't know the struggle that we both been through yeah because i feel like we shelter our kids too much yeah. but you have to try to give them more a little bit more reality yeah because if you shelter too much like oh this is what my dad taught me but in reality in the world it's, it's gonna bite you in the ass oh yeah 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 and it's true i mean we want the best for our kids obviously mm-hmm. but there is time like there's certain things that i wish i would have done different with my boys but uh-huh. i mean it is what it is i mean my my older one's doing good. My younger one as well. They mm-hmm. both still live with us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they both got a bill to pay. 
Yeah, they got a bill. You, you know, can't live gotta, here for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not charging them rent because we want them to save. But, <laughs> you know, you, you guys are grown-ass men. You guys can get a bill. You're getting this bill and you're getting this bill. Yeah. yeah. You got to teach them that to help around the house, pay utility bills yeah. here. It's like, Dad, why are you teaching me this? Well, get ready when you have your own place. Yeah. And take advantage right now because this is cheap. Yeah, you're like... You're on your own. Yeah. And actually, my older one left for a year... Uh, with his friends to go rent a, a townhome because they were like, oh, no, I'm already old enough. Like, okay. And then a year later, it came back because he was like, he goes, it's hard, huh? And yeah, he's, you know, he saw it's that hard. it's hard. It's he hard. He was always broke. So now like, well, now it's time to save, you know? Save, hustle, try to get a, try to do something. It's it's hard. Like, oh my God, I got a big check, but wait, you got to pay all your bills first and see if you have a little extra money to go on your date with your girl. Yeah. I only yeah. have $100. Well, you got Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And they don't realize it till they're actually... And you got to let them, you know, yeah. not fail, but no. learn from their mistakes. Exactly. You know, you could tell them so much that it's, cause it's how we grew up, man. People always told us. I mean, I know me growing up, they're like, you know, you'll hear the lecture and stuff from your uncle and you're like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. And then it happens. You're like, shit, I should have listened. When I'm back then, I was like... When you're young, you get your credit cards like fuck. They're oh, like, yeah. I was like, fuck. I fucked my credit up. Then I built it and I fucked it up. Then build it back again. It's like, okay, now I know. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to learn somehow. It's not free money. That's like emergency money. Yeah. You know? And it, it, everything's built based on credit. So mm-hmm. you know, you want to get a, you know, your own car. You want to get a house. You want. It's based on credit, and that's what we're trying to teach. Like right now, we're trying to teach our boys. Like, you know, my younger one. I think he gets it. Like, you know. His saving is bigger than ours. God damn. Well, that's good. So He's a frugal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He won't buy his shoes. We made him go buy his own shoes because they're already talking, you know? <laughs> they're already flopping around. And he was like, nah, they're still good. And I'm like, man, because he's really tight. But I'm like, it's good, but you don't have to you know, live like that either, you know? Oof. Yeah, so. I've seen there's a TLC about uh, people who are frugal. Yeah. And this guy took his wife on a date of movies and he had like an extra cup or ketchup or extra. I was like, God damn, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. That's a little bit too much right yeah. there. Yeah, no. And then and then he's more like a minimalist, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't like, I don't need that. Or like we'll get him something like, oh, I don't really need that. You know, I don't. Which is, you know, it's pretty cool. My, mm-hmm. my older son is the opposite. It's like, you know, yeah, as soon as he gets his check, it's like it's burning his his pockets or something like oh, I gotta get rid of it you know and he's like he buys a bunch of crap and does a lot of stuff where you're like what do you have to show for you know mm-hmm. and you know and there's he's starting to get it little by little because there's times like oh dad can you help me out a little bit because I'm broke because I have to pay this and I'm like nope and then you know my wife will kind of give in a little bit and Mm-hmm. And it's like to me, I always have a weakness when they always get paid either by beers or by like fast food. I love like like talk. <laughs> I like chili cheeseburgers, oh, like really? charbroils and stuff like that, or Tommy's. Oh man! But I, I mean, I spoil my kids. I whatever I can do yeah. and all that. But I really, you ever, you ever notice it's like, man, you buy a whole bunch of whiskey drinks and this, like, yeah. oh my god, it's fifty bucks. But when you want to buy a pair of Chucks, it's like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you ever get like that with yeah. the clothes? Like I don't know about that, but I'd rather spend on food. <laughs> yeah, for me would be, I think for me would be like the cigars and the and the whiskey. Because mm-hmm. there's certain bottles like I haven't tried that bottle. You know, mm-hmm. you know I haven't tried that cigar. Do you try that new? Uh, I think it was a vodka from Dan Aykroyd. It's like a score. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm yeah, not, I'm not a vodka guy, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I want to try it out. Here, it's really really good. Yeah. 
Vodka gives me headaches, man. Wow, for real? Yeah, vodka oh. and what else? That's it. Vodka's the only one. Because if there's no whiskey, my next my next to go to would be tequila. Tequila? Yeah. What kind of tequila? Like I got like certain like certain kind of tequila? Um, like Casamigos. Mm-hmm. That's the George Clooney one. That, oh, I heard people so smooth man. I heard people have been like talking about that. Yeah, okay. me and my wife tried that uh, in Catalina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do this. We go to we go to Catalina every year for our anniversary. That's like our thing. And we tried it there. I think we tried it. I think that's where we tried it first time. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, that's the George Clooney one. Should we just tried it. Like, yeah, and we tried it. We're like, and my wife. You know, ended up getting a bottle later on. So, mm-hmm. we have, you know, one of those bottles. But I'm not, like, I'm not opposed to tequila, but I prefer whiskey, you mm-hmm. know. We have, like, a like Pacific kind of whiskey you like? Uh, so far right now, it would be, uh, there's a, a bourbon, it's 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 uh, it's called Blanton's. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's, like, my favorite one right now. Mm-hmm. But it's, I rarely drink it because that, that bottle is hard to get. So, mm-hmm. I went, I've gone to road trips just to go get a bottle. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to get. And you, it's not that much. It's not that expensive. It's just that they don't, they make small batches of it. Where do you it. get it at? Uh, believe it or not, I, we found some at a pavilion in North Hollywood. Okay. Or West Hollywood. I was like thinking like out of the state or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, we'll drive like, instead of driving around. You yeah, know, yeah. Your radius and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, I think we went like. We were calling like different places, and they're like, "No, we don't have them. No, we don't have them. nobody had them." And even liquor stores, the liquor stores had them, and they're like about sixty bucks. Goddamn. Which is actually it's not that bad, but the specialty liquor stores where it's just liquor, mm-hmm. they've had them, but they they're selling those bottles like for one hundred and fifty bucks because they're hard to come by. Mm. And we found a pavilion in West Hollywood, and. Uh, another couple we hang out with were like let's go and it was like almost like at 10 at night and we drove over there and we thought that they only had one bottle so we're like no that's good let's just get it and they ended up having a whole case and we're like can we take the whole case how much how much was a per bottle uh, it was like 60 bucks per bottle oh I thought it'd be a, to be a little cheaper like me 50 or 45 dollars well if you buy six or more you get a, a case discount a case discount yeah yeah and uh I think for the six the six bottles that we got came up to four four something so we split it you mm-hmm. know so I'm starting to create my little stash of Blanton's mm-hmm. and uh, I have one bottle out and then because I know a lot of bartenders as well yes and I'm hitting them up too mm-hmm. like because they can get it through their vendor it's oh. easier to get it through a, a liquor vendor Mm-hmm. Than at the store. So if you ask, go to the place like, hey, you have an extra one, I'll buy it off you? Yeah, you could, but it's easier if you have a bartender friend already. Oh, okay. So, and then there's a, a bartender friend that I have that I did a painting for him. I go, I'll do the painting for two of the bottles. So and what he is- got me one bottle already, so <laughs> the other one should be coming pretty soon. Damn. So then I have another bartender friend, and uh, he wants a tattoo, and I'm like, you want a tattoo? It's going to be two bottles of Blanton's. I was like, here? Yeah, so he was like, yeah. So it's just because it's so hard to get it. Yeah, I understand. You know? That's like money right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I already have my stash. I even have them in my safe and everything. Uh huh. So it's like I have my little, and that's like my, that's my drink, my go to drink. Damn. 
Yeah. Damn, I gotta start getting to the whole whiskey thing, man. Yeah. Like yeah. people talk about it, it's like oh, I'm gonna have to find something because I mean I try like a lot of craft beers, but yeah. I mean I don't know. I mean when we're talking about cigars and everything, man, it's like the smell of it that I didn't know that you have to put water in there yeah, for the yeah. temperature. Yeah, they're like plants. Yeah, that's how you keep it moist. You know, you have to keep the humidity in there, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps the the cigar like. You know, soft and not crunchy. You know, because <laughs> once it's crunchy, it's kind of it. It tastes weird. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're smoking it, it's like it's it's just a weird. Like it's not not good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but right now we're gonna take a break right now because when we come back, uh, we're gonna talk uh of how he met with Chicano Shuffle, uh, what events he has going on, and uh, we're gonna talk about more of his art, his tattoos, and everything and stuff like that. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, uh, we're back on. Uh, took a little break, and uh, Mario, I was like looking at a lot of your uh, paintings, but also, um, how long have you been doing tattoos? Tattoos, uh, I think I'm already going at twenty years. Twenty years? Yeah. Well, can you ever go back and see what was the first tattoo I ever done oh, yeah. on a person? It's in my head. <laughs> so you can't forget that one, even if I tried. Uh huh. It was a, a neighbor. He saw that I started, was about to get into the tattoo thing. Yeah. And he saw all my artwork and everything. And he goes, hey, if you want to practice, you can practice on me. I go, I've seen your work. I trust you. I'm like, okay. Wow. So on his leg next to his, not on the back of the calf, but on the side of the leg where the calf is at, um, he wanted like a woman's face, but with horns. I'm like, okay. And uh, I did a stencil and I put it on there. The outline came out. The online came out pretty decent. It's just the shading that I needed to practice with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't too bad. And then one of his buddies was there. He goes, hey, if you want to practice, you can practice on me too. And I'm like, okay. So. Uh, you use them as your guinea pigs. Pretty much. And after that, uh, my brother was like, he already had like this pretty whack tattoo. <laughs> like, hey, let's try to fix it. And... Uh, <laughs> We tried to fix it, and then after that, he had it on his upper arm, and then we kind of went lower and lower, so we pretty much, I pretty much sleeved them, well, I sleeved both of his arms, blasted his chest, his back, part of his leg, mm-hmm. it was, uh, that was really kind of my, my guinea pig. Damn. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a, like a Japanese Akuza, like tattoos, like. Yeah, yeah. So Dang. he pretty much has like a whole suit. Damn, girls yeah. like that shit too. They be like, "Hey, take it off, woof, woof. yeah, yeah. And all that shit." He just needs to be more buff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to work on that. Yeah. Uh, so, with you being a tattoo artist, what what's the designs that you usually like to make for people? Um, I like the challenge, man. And what I get a lot is a lot of uh, cover ups. Really, cover ups is, I mean, cover ups. Actually, those are challenging, but I love doing those because they're like, hmm. What can I do with this? And because all that, it's mostly freehand because you got to work with the lines that's already on there. Yes. So that already makes it a challenge. Like, what can you put on that? So I'll just get a Sharpie and start drawing something on there. I'm like, hey, you know, we could do this. That'll cover that up. Because what you want to do, you want to cover it up where people can't see that it was a cover up. Because if you put the tattoo, you want you don't want them to see the old tattoo. Like, exactly, you, yeah. How, do you, what, how does that how does that work like that? Like You just, you just work with the lines that... It's it already, already has one. Yes. So with that, like a lot of stuff that would cover would be like floral stuff, uh, Japanese stuff, or Aztec stuff. Mm-hmm. 
dragons, pretty mm-hmm. much anything with scales mm. can cover that. Can co- can do a nice cover up. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it just depends. If it's too dark, then I I, I would tell them like, no, you can't. It can't be covered. Mm-hmm. It's, you have too much stuff already, and it's too dark. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can do if you want to get something else, you go and get it lasered. Go a few times till it's really light. Mm-hmm. Then we can do something over it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I always want to. Uh, back then, I always wanted to get like a, like Japanese tattoo or some like really like a quail fish or something. Yeah. But I don't want to get something if there's no meaning to it for me. Yeah, and that's the whole point of a tattoo. It's got to mean something to you. Don't get something just because it looks cool. Yeah. Like oh, that looks cool. I want to get that. And you know, and regardless, you'll get a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say. Well, nowadays, I would say maybe. 30% of the people would probably even less now would get it just because it looks cool mm-hmm. the rest is mostly because it's meaningful it means something it's it's there's something behind that you know yeah and that's the whole point of a tattoo yes you know and it, it, it means something to you it, it it's kind of like you're you're it, it uh, uh, what's that word identifies like who you are and Ex- what you believe in and what you know it, it just depends on the person you know what about have you been getting any tattoos of like well because of Kobe's passing no you know it, <laughs> you know it's funny that everybody's been asking me that what? have you done any Kobe tattoos yet have you done it like this past few days and I'm like no but I've been getting a lot of questions of that so I'm like anybody that's that wants to let me know that's hardcore yeah yeah because I, I like doing portraits as well as well Kobe and his uh daughter Gigi it was sad man yeah, and everybody else that you know lost their lives out there you know the coach and his family and mm-hmm. the uh, other lady with the daughter and mm-hmm. you know obviously the where, where were you at when you heard the story what happened that was on a Sunday yeah actually we were we were uh about to drive up to uh, Oxnard because one of my wife's uh cousin had passed oh wow and we actually drove through Calabasas where it happened. So that's when when we found out about it. We found out that that morning when we were about to leave to drive over there. So when we were passing Calabasas, we were like trying to look around like, you know, were you seeing any helicopters, anything? We didn't, you know, you couldn't see anything off the freeway because we went through the 101. Uh-huh. And, but we were going because my wife's cousin passed. Yeah. And he was 41 too. Same age as Kobe, and I was like, like that was crazy. That's that's. It was. Like I heard it was. I heard it was like really, really foggy, and I think yeah, they're too high, and I think they just hit the mountain. Yeah, they try to get up or get down. I don't he know. Was to, I guess he was trying to go over the clouds, and it was like thirty feet, and they just hit it. Boom! Yeah, and I guess when he was about to like climb up to go over the clouds, you know, that's where he he hit it. And oh my god, yeah. it was sad when I heard because I was doing a podcast and. St- um, at a Feather Serpent over in San Dimas, and one of the employees like, "Hey, did you heard about Kobe? He passed away." It's like, no fucking way. Yeah, I thought it was a. a I thought it was a lie. Yeah, like, you know, like, oh shit. A host. Yeah. yeah when I heard on TMZ, it was like, oh shit. And T- Sports Center, I was like, it just hurt, and I started crying. It was like, it just, it just rattled the whole world. Yeah, yeah. He was special, and when you find out that, okay, it was him, but when you find out his daughter died, yeah, it made that, it worse. Yeah. Because. There was a, a an episode with uh, Jimmy Kimmel where they they were trying to have a boy and his daughter's like, I got this. I'll take over the the family name, mm-hmm. and her dream was to play uh, basketball for Connecticut, 
and they had a Connecticut game, and they put Kobe and his daughters as a Connecticut uh, jersey for her because that's where she wanted to go to school. And what and Kobe was so passionate with women's sports. Yeah, she wanted to help out because of his daughters and yeah, spend yeah. more time. And the reason why he wanted to use a helicopter because he wanted to spend more time with the family. Yeah, yeah. Instead of on traffic. Yeah, yes. I saw that. I saw that. That was like that was insane, man. It's his whole family. I didn't know he lived in Orange County. Yeah. I didn't. I thought he lived. Well, I didn't know at the time in yeah. Newport or whatever. Yeah. I was like, wow, dude. I was like, people were telling me, yeah, Kobe lives in Orange County. I was like, no, like Newport. Yeah, like. Well, wow, that's like shit. Helicopter, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, you know, yeah. but that's Kobe, man. Kobe, rest in peace, man. But yeah. uh, miss, man. But Kobe tattoos, man. We need some Kobe tattoos. <laughs> Kobe tattoos and uh, more murals. More murals. Uh, and you have some stuff going on. Like uh, you said, you have like a series of Renaissance coming in, like late March, early April. Yeah. So every every year or two, I do a new uh, series of like my new work. Yes. So it's been two years already, and I'm like, okay, I'm a little behind, and I got to bring out my new stuff this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to keep showing like the same thing every year. Yes. So this year I'm doing a whole like Renaissance, but I kind of want to keep it more like in the like Spain, Spanish part of it, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, are, when when uh, you hear the word Renaissance or medieval, you hear of like. You know, like the UK, like Britain. Yeah. Know, that Renaissance. But Renaissance, to me, I feel like Renaissance is like you're doing different things. Is it well, more like kind of like that? No, no, I'm talking about the era. Oh, okay, like yeah. the actual era Renaissance, of Renaissance. Yeah, you know, gotcha. Like the 1500s. And, gotcha, huh? You know, that era with knights and kings. And Games of like Throne. That. Yeah, yeah. But people forget that there was knights and kings and queens in Spain as well. Yes. Which, you know, we have... You know, we have that blood as well. You know, we don't just have like, you know. Spaniards. Yeah, we don't we don't just have like Mexico, like ind- indigenous blood. We have Spaniard blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's kind of like when I want to sort of push out a little bit. Like, like you got to, you know, besides, uh, you know, Mexico, you got to kind of embrace, you know, your roots too. And, and you're like for me, at least my like a lot of, you know, Mexican people or even uh, further down, I mean, it's like you have that Spanish blood. They came in and they did their thing, and you know, and some actually came in and actually stayed. And mm-hmm. but that's how we get like our height, our facial hair, mm-hmm. our you know, being a ladies' man. <laughs> yeah, much, right? yeah, so, yeah, that's how it is. Like, so this is, yeah, so the series is basically uh, based off like a new, you know, a new sort of not look, but. Uh, like I don't want to get pigeonholed saying like oh yeah Mario he does a lot of the uh, Day of the Dead you know mm. paintings yeah. you know he's known for that like it's cool you know I like doing them I get a lot of requests for that mm-hmm. but you know I want to show like I do more than that you know mm-hmm. so it's just trying to change like my my uh, my subject It'll, it doesn't always have to be you know Day of the Dead and stuff like I love painting it don't get me wrong mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to work on that one, which is going to be Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just want to show more, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I totally get it. Like like how you don't want to be one-dimensional. You want to just see do arts of different challenges. And that's how I do it with the podcast. You know, people, people think like, oh, Mega Man, you're so comfortable because you only do beer talks. 
But I mean, I love beers, but yeah. I want to be different from that and have different types of people on. And be like, oh, well, Mega Man has this one. It's not. It's not beer talks after all. It's this and this. Yeah. So this is your first art. It's my first art. Uh, art show. Art deck bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, photographer. I mean, I had Ralpha, but this mm. is actually my first art. Art, you know, oh. and everything. And uh, it's it's just something where it's like, wow. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of new. Yeah. It's it's humbling. I just. Looking at your designs and everything, it make it makes me want to appreciate art. When when I first came, uh, when I did the podcast, you know, I was just admiring all your stuff because how often do you get to meet a, an, an artist, you know? And and just it made me respect you more. Oh, and I just it, it's it's I like it, and because of you know the the cocoa art, I like that one. But seeing this one right here the most, this yeah. one really stands out. Because it talks about the centuries of yeah. and how back then and how we are now. Yeah, yeah, it's like and a history in a painting. That really stands out to me, and I, I just I don't know why I keep on looking at that picture, yeah. but for some reason that picture to me just stands out. About like out. calls me out. I always feel something with pictures where, I don't know why I feel like a, it feels like a good energy. Yeah, no, like no. when I came over here, I felt I feel like a good energy here. You you go by energy. It's, it's, it's the heater right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the heater. No. It's the heater. No, but the thing is that I, I want to create a vibe in here where where when you come in you feel that vibe where like like you want to create you know yeah and that's what that's that's the whole purpose of this like I want to make this even more like one of the things hopefully this year that happens I want to build like a little loft place right here because I do have the height for it. Mm-hmm. So build like a little lab where I can do another workstation up there. Oh wow! You know. Oh okay. So basically, like kind of where the at, at end of the door. Yeah. And back, like another platform up here. You know, mm-hmm. a deck, a loft, or whatever you want to call it, and have that like another workstation. You know. Badass. So it's just it's just trying to, you know. Okay. Use the space for it. You know. You got a lot of space, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's cool because I—I mean, I've—I've I've rented this this place, and people have come like, "Hey, can can I do a photo shoot there? Hey, can I shoot my, shoot my uh, music video here? Hey, can I do a little? Uh, uh, I'm doing a short film. Can I shoot? You know, I've had all those, and then it's pretty cool when they, you know, it's 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 humbling when they're asking you like, "Hey, can we do this here? Can we do this? I'm like, "Yeah," and it you know pays the rent too. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's good because then, uh, well, we'll get to those guys later, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, those guys, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, having your own, like, having your own, like, man cave, and you get to do, you just be yourself, and, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's, and this, and you, I mean, as long as you have uh, your your wife and your two boys got your back, and, and yeah. you can just, it takes the weight off you. Yeah, you yeah, just do what you right. got to do and focus, it's like, hey. Uh, my husband's hustling. He's over here making it, but he's making it. Yeah, yeah. I admire yeah. that. I admire that from you and stuff. And also, you talked about you did a collab uh, with your one of your neighbors next door, a group show in June with with for comic books. Yeah, yeah. So in June, we're trying to. Uh, I have a neighbor right here down uh, a few units now. Yes. Uh, he does a lot of. It's a comic book shop, but it's you don't get the new new stuff. You get more of like, like. More vintage stuff, and he's got vintage toys as well. But we're gonna do a collaboration for uh, kind of like a tribute. Did you say books. vintage toys? Yes. What well, kind of vintage just, toys? Oh, you gotta see it after when we're done. Because <sighs> I have a Teddy Ruxpin unopened. Oh, okay. I have He-Man toys. Oh, okay. You need to talk to him. And I have an unopened Power Glove from Nintendo. 
You need, you need to talk to this guy. And I think I have a box of Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> you need to talk to this guy. I do. <laughs> garbage Pail Kids. I, I, please, Mom, I hope you didn't fucking throw them away. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Uh, so we're trying to do a collaboration of, to do a, a tribute to comics. So I'm going to have a bunch of artists do a group show. So everybody, every artist is going to put up their, you know, their paintings. And hopefully we could get, hopefully we get one or two comic book artists to come in and sign as well. Oh, wow. So that's the plan for uh, for mm-hmm. June. Comic is all coming up with Marvel. Oh yeah, Marvel's coming up. I mean, uh, the whole Loki Winter Soldier oh, yeah, is like yeah, all yeah. that. You saw the commercial? Black, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Black, Black Widow and stuff. I mean yeah. everything. And I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Marvel. I don't know why people don't like it, but yeah. I like it. Yeah. Tells a story. Yeah. I mean, if everyone talks about well, where do they start off? Well, first start off with Agent Carter. Yeah. Then you start with the whole Marvel. Yeah, and all comic that. book has been a big influence to like. To me, man, it's like, I mean, you can see, like, a lot of, I still have a lot of the toys and stuff. Oh, you collect, oh, like, like a lot, oh, dude, is that Voltron? And that is the Voltron from the 80s. Hey, you know, people don't know that. There was an English version and a Spanish version on Telemundo. Oh, really? They used to have it on Spanish. I did not know Um, Because back in the day, uh, I, 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 I used to love Voltron, and, uh, I remember my mom would say, oh, yeah, I got a movie for you. Why like, Voltron the movie, but it was in Spanish. It's like, I don't speak Spanish. What the learn, fuck? I don't learn do, it. <laughs> I got to learn it, but it's hey, really... Hey, did you get down the... Uh, do you have it down already? Uh, not yet. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn. Trying, you know what I'm trying, talking about? Nah. What? Pura cultura. Pura cultura. Okay, you're almost, it's, you're almost it's, there. Yeah. Bu, <laughs> pura cultura. Pura? Pura. Cultura. Cultura. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Tura. Tura. I know those guys are going to hear it. They're going to tag me on it. It's like, yeah, those guys still don't know. No, those guys are cool. Uh, they're, coming, they're coming to L.A. Mm. They're gonna, they want to come visit. And uh, awesome. they want to come meet a lot of us and stuff. Because they, they're from Minnesota. Oh, really? I was like, Mexicans in Minnesota? I was like, damn, man, Prince, yeah. you know? But the, those guys, um, I love hearing them. And uh, that's where we're going to talk about those guys. I guess I'll bring them up. How, how did you meet Ramon and those guys in front of Chicano Shuffle? Uh it was at a, a art event in Montebello. They were doing a, a one of their uh, podcasts. Yes. They had a booth where they were doing their podcast, and they were interviewing like people that were involved. I, and they were right across from me, like from my booth. And uh, and Ramon came, and he was looking at my artwork, and <laughs> he actually bought one of my pieces. And he was like, oh, "I really love this one. Do you mind doing a an interview with us real quick?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it." And that's pretty much how we met. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, we started talking some more after that. And, you know, they were looking for a space. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I told them, well, come check, check it out. And if you guys are cool, then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we talked about it. They came and they saw it. And now they're here, you know. So they're yeah. here once a week. Mm-hmm. And they drew the thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, they pay their rent, so they're good. Good. As long as you make Mario Lopez happy, that's all we care about. Yeah, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're cool peeps, man. They're, cool, they're cool because um, I know Ramon, he, um, he's he been following me for a while in Chicago Shuffle. I heard, you know, it's Spanglish. Yeah, Spanglish. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, hold what, up. What did he say right now? What yeah, did he yeah. say? He's like, yeah. So when I heard like a, an episode, and I didn't hear them all, but I heard like a one or two, then... When they came on No Father No Problem podcast with Frank and Chinook, because I know those guys, yeah, um, I love that episode. I heard it, I binged it like twenty times. It was so good. Where, where, where was this? Uh, no Father No Problem podcast. 
That's, that's, okay, I gotta look that up. I'll I'll I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah, yeah send me it's the a link. good. It's a really good and episode. With the, all three with Ramon, Fernie, and uh, uh. I think it was uh, Ram, uh, Fernie and just Ramon. Oh, okay. Esteban, I he wasn't in it, but oh, it was just okay. those two guys. And I heard it. It was a really good episode, and they talked. It, it was a, it was a really really good episode, uh. and. When I heard that, then I started listening to it so I could know what they're talking about right, and right. everything. I was like, okay, okay, they got something here because, you know, uh, with me, I, when I hear a podcast, it has to be good. If you don't, if it's not good after forty minutes, like I'm done. Yeah. Because I hear so much, and people tell me, oh, hear my podcast, hear mine, and I was like, I heard the first, <laughs> first ten minutes, like, no, I don't want to do it. So yeah. when I started hearing Chicano Shelfa, I was like, I was like, dude, you got something here. Have you listened to? Uh, I mean, I haven't heard the other ones, but like. When you go on the iPad uh, 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 podcast, uh, yeah, it's got the speeds. Yeah. And oh you, yeah, yeah. the slow one. Yeah. Everybody Ooh. sounds drunk, like they're talking <laughs> like that. And I'm like, ah, oh. now it's like I can't, I cannot not listen to it like that. Uh-huh. You know, like I'll listen for like regular, and then I'll put it on slow, and I'm like just laughing my ass off. You know. Yeah, like if they're hella high and talking like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like you're watching the '70s show, and they're on the table. Yeah. I'm like, man. That's... I used to do the podcast. Well, I won't we'll say one episode. I'll tell you off air. But I, I used to be there drunk, and I was like, fuck that. I used to cut 30, 40 minutes of material, <laughs> talking shit or just drunk and st- like like stuttering, and yeah. I was like, I can't do that. But when um. When I when when they invited me on, and getting to know you for the first time and getting to know them and it it, it I I had to follow you and and them ever since and oh, uh, thanks, been hearing the episode I've been following your artwork and everything and and it just, it's all about making new friends and and just building the network and helping each other out yeah, you know yeah that's all it is man because one door opens another and you know and so on and so on so exactly you know you can't stop you know. You can't be in a shell the whole time and be like, ah, you know, it, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Like, no, you got to show face. You got to throw yourself out there. Yeah. You know, you got to, like, be persistent, man. And a lot of times people are going to say no, but you can't get butthurt and be like, oh, forget it. Like My that, dreams are crushed. Yeah, like Ramon's like, hey, can we do the, can I do the podcast at Jacob, Jacob Vargas's house? <laughs> he was talking about that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's so nice to people. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, but some people, like they say, if you're so nice to people, you might rub, rub people the wrong way. Right, right. But that's just how he is. That's yeah. how I am. Yeah. But he's just, he's, he has a good heart, you know, and I think it was a perfect, like, with you guys having to do yeah. the podcast where you're doing your thing, but doing the podcast, it was yeah. like, you're helping each other grow yeah, like, yeah. together. And then, you know, as long as you have the right intentions, man, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not trying to, like, you know, burn people and stuff, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is, man. You know, yeah, you yeah. do the, you, you have the right intentions, and like you said, you help each other out, yeah. and, you know, and vice versa, so it's like, oh, that's, that's perfect, man. Yeah, and when Vermont or someone's gone, like, you can, you can be their backup. <laughs> yeah, and, like, when they ask me, I'm like, okay, you know, and I did, I'm like, and I had a, I had a blast, and I could just, like, I... It's like this. We're just yeah. talking. We're just having a conversation, you know. And people are, are uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't start listening to podcasts as till pretty much till till them till them to Chicano uh, Chicano Shuffle. There's a lot of good podcasts and I'm out like, there. Damn, it's crazy. Like it's just normal conversation, and people are really, yeah. like, really into it. And then yeah. you know, people comment on it. I got a comment back, and uh, it was it was funny, you know. And I was like, you know, obviously I replied back and. And I'm like, okay, oh, you know, crazy. I got a reply from somebody that heard me on their podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's was, cool, huh? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know? I and mean, I, I do get a lot of that, but re- regarding my artwork, but yeah, 
from a podcast, I was tripping out. I was like, that's Be- cool. Because you never know who's here, and there's people who listen to me around the world. So when I pose, like, oh, shit, you know, like, it's it's good to have people listen. Right. And when you look at your graphs of who's been listening around the world, it's like, man, I didn't know I had, I had followers in Jordan and yeah. in Middle East yeah. or in, in England. I have a lot of more follower base in Australia and in South Africa. That's funny. I was like Iceland and New England and uh, England and all that. But I was like, but yeah, but that's that's how the podcast is. People are going to be listening uh, because I do overnight. I don't listen to music. I listen to podcasts. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people that I've been that are into that, like, they, 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 that's the same answer. Like, oh, I don't listen to music no more. It's just podcasts. I was like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And I can see why, you know, I can see why now. Yeah. And before it was like, for me, I have my Pandora on like 24-7 when I'm painting. But now I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like, okay, let me give podcasts a chance while I'm painting. I'll listen yeah. to it. There's some good podcasts, like, you know, like Chicano or, you know, like No Father, No Problem, you know, Joe Rogan in here or dudes from LA's podcast. There's, there's so much Chicano podcasts out there. Would you say would you, would you say Howard Stern was kind of like the father of that? No. Or one of them at least? I have to say Mark Marin, okay. like Joe Rogan. There's Adam Carolla. He, I think he was the one. There's someone. He was a v, He was a VJ, DJ, VJ at uh, MTV. Mm-hmm. If you go back to who started, there was uh, Kevin James. No, no. Who's that guy who did that movie Clerks? Oh, uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, he did podcasts and he was like doing it still. So there's always founding fathers who yeah. started it, but yeah. it's always the everything of Joe Rogan. But I think Kevin Smith because he's been doing podcasts and and they talked about it like podcasts. Like who would go see me in, in an audience? Do it just talking? Yeah. I would. Yeah, that's just how it is. People yeah. want to get to know and talk because it's a story. Yeah, and then know? the way they tell it is like, yeah, because yeah. when I heard Kevin Kevin Smith yeah talk, I'm like yeah, I'm like I can I can listen to him all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's funny because he like he has a I think I don't know if he has a pod, he has a whole bunch of podcasts, but there's one with the comic books and all that stuff yeah, too. Yeah, and there's the one for Star Wars, there's one for Medieval Times or Games of Thrones. Yeah, I mean there's there's everything, even yeah. true crimes. Yeah, you know, or, <laughs> and all that stuff. But that's how it is because when people listen to podcasts, you're you're coming up with new ideas or well, I didn't learn about that and know yeah. this. So it that's almost like in a way it's like our news. True. That's how I see because I don't listen. I don't watch TV that much. I just listen to podcasts. That's yeah. my news. That's my CNN. That's funny, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> how it is. And lastly, um, let's talk about your boy, your the real guy, Mario Lopez. You did an art for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually my first uh, celebrity uh, person, I guess that I I, I did a, a a portrait of. And the way that happened was uh, through a, a you know a mutual friend. And uh, kind of pitched it to him. I go, hey, what if I do a painting from, you know, kind of make it funny. Like, you know, from Mario Lopez to Mario Lopez. A painting of Mario Lopez. And uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me hit him up and let, me, let him know. If it, and he was like, yeah, yeah, everything's cool. Go ahead and do it and everything. And I go, all right. So I did the painting and he set it up. And I took it to him at uh, Universal Studios because that's where he does the E. Oh, yeah. And uh, we went. And he was doing this, you know, he's on, on there on the set doing his thing and we're in the back uh, with his crew. And, uh, you know, after he was done, he walked over towards us and, you know, he, the mutual friend we had, and like, hey, this is, uh, this is Mario Lopez. And I was like, hey, what's up, man? And like, and I go, I, I did something for you, man. I'm, I've always been a big fan and, you know, I followed you because you, you have my same name. And, you know, just, and he was, was he like, laughing? <laughs> he was like, 
for real? Is Mario Lopez? And I go, yeah, yeah. And then I, I gave him the painting, and he's like, ah, this is this is dope. I think he did use the words dope. And then he's and then he's looking at the signature, and I go, yeah. Like, and then he goes, where where'd you sign? I go, right here. And he goes, and because I, I always sign M Lopez. And then he was showing it to his crew, like, oh, check this out, check out the signature, check out the signature. Like, he seemed more excited than me, and I was like, I was still a little starstruck, you know? I was like, that's crazy, you know? I, I grew up watching him, you know? Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. Colors. We're, we're about, the same, about the same age. I think he's got me by a year. What was that show he was on when he was a police and riding bikes? Oh, he was on USA Network. Oh. Remember that yeah, show? Yeah, I remember that, but I, I don't remember <laughs> the show. I forgot. Yeah, but really down-to-earth guy, man. Really, really cool guy. And uh, he was like, yeah, give me your plug and give me your Instagram and that. Um, give, give him all your info so I can post it on, so I can give you a shout out. And I go, okay, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I gave it to him and everything. And, dude, he posted it the next day on Instagram. It's like, I looked, I'm like, holy crap, fucking 300 followers. And I was like, that's awesome. So that was like, kind of click. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start doing more of these for celebs. So then I did one for Danny Trejo, Machete, sweet freaking guy, sweet sweetheart man. I think he got a reward, or uh, wow, I think he just got a some. I think got a reward for something for the city. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but he, I I just saw it on the news. Well, when I gave it to him, it was an event at Plaza de la Raza. Uh huh. They were doing a show called Tatuajes, uh, and uh, he was like one of the the MCs or hosts. Is that by Oliveira Street? Before. Gotcha. Like, like Lincoln. Lincoln Park or Lincoln Park. Okay. Anyway. And, uh, you know, he, he went on stage. He took my painting. He threw me a shout out and everything. And he got, you know, I went on stage and all that. So that was really cool. Uh, I did one for George Lopez. Oh, snap. But uh, that one was not such a cool uh, meet. Mm, okay. He, he, he disappointed me, man. Mm. Put it that way. He disappointed me. So, but anyways. But maybe in a way, like, you should never see your heroes. That's how I always feel like. Because, you know, if you're like, oh, my God, can't wait to see my hero. Then you yeah. meet him, but like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no. That happened a couple times. Yeah, and uh, after that, I was like, yeah, this guy needs to, uh, he needs to humble it up, man. Yeah. He, he claims a lot of rasa out of this, rasa out of that, but he needs to back it up. Mm. Put it that way. He wants, I think it gets a little bit more political. You know? No, it's just that, you know, I guess he, he doesn't pay too much attention. If you're like, you're not, you're really like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not out there and stuff. And, you know, but anyways, that was uh-huh. Emilio Rivera. Yeah. From Mayans. Mm-hmm. Another fucking sweet guy, man. This guy was like, same thing, you know, he reposted. On you know who was a comedian before? Oh, he was? You, you know that? Oh, yeah. Emilio Rivera? Yeah. He I was on uh, Que Locos. Oh, no way. He was a comedian. Look, it's on YouTube. He was a comedian. Oh, shit. Yeah. I you know, do you remember in the movie called Mi Familia? My oh, Family? Yeah. When he came out of there, I was like, he like super young, too. Super young. Yeah, with Jimmy Smith. Yeah, he was in the movie Con Air. He'd been in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah he was, uh, he was, oh, what, the, what was that? Uh, it was a soap opera show. Oh, shit. Somewhere. I don't know what it was. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I did one for him. A, a few of them. So that kind of came with like, like my little niche, you know, like, like you know, I'll give, I'll give these, you know, paintings and, you know, and and it, it's like just to help me out, you know, just do a shout out for me. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking for. Oh yeah. And yeah, and they do, and like, and that's like 
you know, I, I started creating my following and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. basically, like, give me some of theirs, you know? So it's like, and uh, that's why, like, this one, uh, supposed to, uh, Snoop! Supposed to, I had given it to him last year, but, uh, it didn't happen. And I understand the whole holiday stuff and like that. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully, this year, I, I get to hand him this. Yeah, man. He, uh, he's from time to time he comes to Long Beach. You'll yeah. see some celebrities here and there. And it's like, hey, what's up? You know, yeah. like uh, I don't know if you know this group called the Twins. No. Dove Shacks. Uh, summertime in the LBC. There's like a Domino, the Ghetto Jams. Ghetto Jams. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You see those people from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see yeah. like, oh wow, you know. Yeah. Or you see like Paul Red sometimes, or you see like. Um, I think a while back I saw Jesse James when he was living oh, in Long okay. Beach. But you, he moved to Texas. Do you remember Melo Man Ace? Melo, yeah. I think he did a podcast with Tony the Wizard. Oh, okay. He's, uh, he's, Rodeo uh, Radio. Um, really big in the 90s. Yeah. You know, he's getting back. Him and Kit Frost are like... Kit Frost. They're working on an album together right now. Uh -huh. So Melo Man Ace really... I did one for him too, but now he, he's like really, really cool guy, man. He, do he, you know MC Poncho? You heard of him, MC Poncho? MC Poncho, no. Yeah, he has tattoos. Uh, he was a DJ, you know, but he lives in San Pedro. He's really well known. Oh. Uh, if I show you a picture, you probably. Maybe, oh. Yeah, if I see a picture, maybe. Yeah, he's really well known and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people like the kind of like proper dose. Yeah, yeah. Like Shade of Brown, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ALT. Okay. Yeah, and all those guys, those uh, Chicano raps back in the day yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I know. We're almost getting to the end, but lastly, I want to talk about uh, your graphic novels you're doing in June and May. Uh, what's that right there? That is a story that I've been working on since 2005. Uh-huh. And um, I, I, obviously, I'm not a writer. I'm more visual, as you can see. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to... Uh, I finished it, but it wasn't sounding like I wanted to sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I met, I met this... Uh, this cool guy that happens to be a writer, he read the script, my whatever I had, it was like forty pages I think, mm -hmm. and uh, and I told him like this is what I'm trying to do, you know, uh, if you want to give me a hand, obviously you know, I can't pay you right now, uh, but you will get you know, like hopefully I can pitch this later and obviously you'll be part of it, you know, mm -hmm. then we then we can get paid both of us. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not a writer, man. And and he took on for it. He was like, yeah, let's do it, man. I'm down. You know, so he'll be like, you know, co-creator with me mm -hmm. on it. And uh, he's been helping me out. And the 40 pages that I gave him, you know, he kind of rewrote it a little bit. And we've been, we meet like every other Tuesday here. Mm -hmm. And we go through it. You know, I have a lot of few sketches that, you know, that I've been working on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we have like the beginning of the story from the 40 pages I gave him we're only like a quarter into it right now and that quarter is already more than 50 pages so this guy can write Fuck. so I was like man this is and awesome. this is gonna be your story this is gonna be the story that I've I've had for like since then that I've been working on dude I'm gonna get this I, I love cause yeah. I've been now, uh, I've been reading books yeah and uh I do let me know I love reading a book because I just wanna I want to hear people's stories, you yeah, know, yeah. like. So we want to. I, I want. I want it once it's done, and once I'm done with the artwork and everything, I want to pitch it to like a Marvel or a DC or you know Image, Top Cow, or who, who you know who's ever interested, and in, you know, and see if it picks up from there. Netflix. Uh, that would be <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> anything with Netflix. Uh, anything with Netflix or 
pitch it to uh, uh, James Cameron. I don't know, man. Something, man. Just anything. Just a pitch, you know, like see what happens, man. And and uh, and this way, it picks up. You know, I I I can bring everybody like who's ever you know is with me. You know, bring them with me. You know, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing that that you can never do this on your own. And and there's certain stuff that you can't do on your own, like my buddy that uh. Uh, helps me with my editing stuff like you know I'll bring them with me too you know like mm-hmm. there's certain things that you can't do so you gotta get somebody else to help you with it you can't mm-hmm. try to do everything solo 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 you know and I, and I, I, I get that because um, to what how you want you want if you're doing big you want everyone to grow with you exactly and exactly this is the thing I have a situation with that because every time we all do big you know, like the whole, like Ramon told me, I never forget crabs in a bucket. Mm-hmm. One's doing, one Chicano's doing big. What do we do? We pull him back down. It shouldn't oh, be. Yeah. I don't like, I see, and that's where I feel like, like if you're doing big, I want to be there to support you and, and mm-hmm. see you go through the journey and keep on going. Right, right. But I feel like a lot of, there's certain people like that, they don't want that. Yeah. And maybe because they're jealous, they're more envy or yeah. this. It's like. I mean, it could be, but then you start weeding out those people. Exactly. You know? That's what I've been doing like for the past at least two, three years. People that are like a little, you would say toxic. Yes. In that relationship, in that circle. Mm-hmm. The Debbie Downers, the negative, like dream, you know. dream killers. Yeah, so those are the ones that I keep weeding out, and you know my circle is getting smaller as it is, but <laughs> I'm fine with that. You know, I'm just keeping the right people <laughs> yeah. with me. I like have people say, "Hey, Mega Man, I want to be your friend. I'm good with friends. I, I, I'm good, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me, but I'm good. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's not like like you know to keep people out. It's yeah, just you know the when I need help and I, there's certain things like I can't do that and I really don't have the time to learn it and you know that's when you bring people in and yeah. help you out you know? oh yeah and, and, and you, you test the waters too like okay this person could do it and help me out but it's not you get a bad vibe then yeah then don't don't pursue it you know just kind of cut it there until you get that right vibe where you're like alright this is a cool person you know this person's genuine you know mm-hmm. yeah you know? it's like with me I'm more of, I'm more humble but I'm more straight to the point, but I I'm more aggressive. Like I want to get shit done. Like in a, I'm more I'm more and more like a timely matter. Yeah. I know how to deal with pressure. Yeah. I don't want to be that person that does stuff in the last minute. Yeah. I want to go from what's what's the I like to foresee what's the outcome. Right. You know, right. like to have everything and stuff. And I was like, okay, we'll do this, this, and this, and and all that. It's just to make just to do whatever it can to maybe save time or. Or try to get your name out there, yeah. or the podcast, or anything, you know. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, I mean, the whole purpose of this is to uh, like this story that I've been working on for so long. Mm-hmm. It's I feel I feel like it's coming to its its uh, to its actual uh, shape and form, and where I could actually share it now, you know. Mm-hmm. And I started with the title, but um, now. I'm a, I'm gonna have to change the title because now it's because of where the story is going. I'm like, yeah, you know we we're trying to find a different title that it's the title I have was a little too complicated. So now it's like we're trying to make it real simple. Mm-hmm. So uh, as soon as that is out, then I'm gonna be posting like, hey, stay tuned for graphic novel so and so. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's uh, that's one of the big ones that I'm one of my goals that I've been trying to accomplish for a long time and. It feels like it's coming to uh, fruition, you know, like it's coming, it's going to come out like 
Like, I can't wait for it. Either. Dude, that's awesome, man. But Mario Lopez, man, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. I mean, oh, getting, me, man. oh dude, I have to shake your hand. <laughs> oh, man, I feel good because I was really anxious to really have you on. And uh, I really wanted to get you on because um, I really want your story to be told. And, and meeting you, you're like a genuine, super humble guide. And you already, you already know what you want. You're a straight hustler. You're a family guy. And you have big dreams, you know. And uh for having you on my podcast, man, I want to. I'm gonna support you all the way oh, and thanks, and do whatever I can to yeah, likewise, to help to help you get to where you're at, yeah. you know. And uh, that's whatever I can do. Do you have any last words or anything or shout outs? Uh, just you know, if if, if uh, anybody you know that is trying to like I'm like out there, like anybody out there that is is see a a buddy or a relative or anybody, even yourself that. That uh, is like you said. Let's help each other out, man. Yes. You know, like don't bring Raza down. You know, the the envy thing. Leave that. Leave that. We need to stick together now. Yeah, man. Because this is that's, that's the problem with that is that that you see, like the Asian community, like as soon as somebody comes, right, boom, boom, they get they help them out, they bring them up, and yes, you know, they're buying houses, they're buying properties, they're all living together, but then they're you know they're helping each other buy stuff and. You know that's why they succeed, man, and and that's that's a culture that we need to work on, because the Hispanic Latin culture, man, it's like, as, like you said, man, I, and I've seen it, man. When it's like somebody starting to come up, the other one is trying to drag them back down. You know why is that? Is it is it is that born in our blood? I think that's I think that's the old generation mentality, and I think it is. I think it's it's going away little by little. A little bit more than before. Yes. But I think it comes from the older generation. That's what I, I kind of... I'm trying to figure that out. And, I, and I've and i seen it because... Uh, well, I... Be, you know, besides this, I was out... I, I've had my 9 to 5, which was a warehouse manager for almost 20 years. Yes. And within the warehouses that I've worked, uh, that generation was... Uh, you know, I'm talking about generation after me. I was born in the 70s. So generations after me was was uh that's where i've kind of seen it you know and 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 i'm sure it's from before where where you can't oh you're cool you're not cool because you're trying to or you're wearing skinny jeans oh that's you know mm-hmm. that looks kind of fruity you know or you're wearing this or oh, are you yeah. trying to do this you know they're always like trying to bring you down and and i and i've seen that in that generation even with my family like the older generation you know they still have that mentality of like you know, oh, you can't do that. That's for girls. Oh, you can't do that. That's for white people. Oh, you can't do that. That's for, you know, like labeling everything, man. And that's the problem, the labeling. I think that's where it's at. You know, stop labeling and, and, and support, man. Support. And like like I, uh, like we were talking earlier that, you know, like my kid, you know, he's, he's his dream is to be a musician. Yeah. So I'm not going to kill it for him. You know, his, he's, he's a... Uh, I'm not going to push them to be like, oh, go to college, go to this, you know, do that. Because some people are not made for college, They're some not, people man. are. So, and I don't want to be that dad is like, no, nah, you're going to go to college and that's it. Like, no, nah, man, you, music, you know, to the people I know, let's see what we can do, you know. That's your dream and, you know, I'm not going to kill it for you. I feel like now with the kids and how we live in society, kids these days have it so easy because it's all social media. Mm-hmm. They have more 
reading books and this, but also what you see on YouTube and, and social media, like they're just speeding up the process yeah. where a lot of the, like how you say, the, a lot of the, the people from the 60s and 50s are getting kind of left behind. Yeah. Like it's being distinct. Like you can teach me something, but what I see is like you were teaching me the wrong way. Yeah. We should be helping out, helping each other out, not holding each other's down or talking bad. Like, hey, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. But what's that thing with the whole macho Mexican? Yeah. And this? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, he like, you know, like yeah, turn the other leave, cheek, suck leave, it up. You gotta leave. You gotta leave that out the door because that's not. That's not what it is about. You no gotta more. show love. You, oh, if you show love, you're a pussy like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't. You can't be like that, yeah. man. You gotta break that cycle. You do. You do. And I think it's being broken little by little. Yes. Because it's that generation's dying already. So it's it's these. It's it's crazy. Like I mean, that's why you get all these hipsters and be like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I have a few cousins that are like that and and. Uh, you know, you could tell like the older like uncles and stuff like like ah, he dresses like a fruit. He know? wears he wears those tom shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like oh okay. Yeah. But it, you know, it's 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 just breaking that mold, man. And, yeah. And making it where where everybody is like helping each other out. Man. We just gotta help each other out, and 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 little by little, when we help each other out, uh, everyone's gonna get better. We yeah, just gotta yeah, spread. Yeah. We gotta spread that word. Yeah, and the thing that I think the most important is like, uh, if you say something. You know, man up and keep keep your word, man. You know, yes. Don't don't, uh, don't don't talk about it. Be about it. Yeah, exactly. Man. That's that's exactly what you should do. And, yeah. and 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 a lot of people don't do that. Like the what we lost was that handshake. And like you know, your your word is word is bond. Word is bond, man. And 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 man up to it and don't break it. You know, and that's gone, man. And you see it very few. You know, like a lot of I give a lot of people benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And I still live by that, you know. I still yeah. live the, what they call the samurai code, you know. Yes. It's that. You live by your bond. You Masashi. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people you can uh, give your word and everything, and sooner or later they might burn you, you know. Yeah, yeah you and, know? And, 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 that's, that's, and it's sad, man, because it's like, you know, you, you, if you don't do that, you wish people wouldn't do that to you as well. Exactly. If you do that yeah. to people... Karma's gonna bite you in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Karma always takes care of it. Anyway, oh yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, I had that a couple of times. Like, oh fuck, I fucked up. Hey, but I had it coming. Yeah, yeah. I had it coming. Yeah. But Mario, thanks for coming on the Mega Mass podcast. And where can they follow you at? Uh, all my social media, uh, website, everything's under Mario Lopez Art. Mm-hmm. So it's easier. It can't get easier than that. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave me some stars. Leave a comment to make the podcast better. Um, you can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, Radio Public, Anchor, the whole nine yards. Follow me on Instagram at the Mega Man's podcast. My personal page at Mega Man six nine eight zero. And once again, Mario, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Thanks, brother. Hell yeah! Oh, this is a good episode, man. Awesome. Well, we might we might have to do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. All right. All right. Later, guys. Later.